Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. Our guest today is Zach from the Unfit Statesman podcast. He reached out to us and he wanted to do a little joint episode where we talk some politics and some current situations going on in the world. Uh, so hope you like the episode. And without further ado, let's hit it. And we are back, Captain. All right, everybody. Doom Nation. We're fucking back, and here we go again. We got Skaggs in the house, as always, as Captain. And we got a new buddy who uh, joined us today, uh, the unfit statesman, Zach, down there. Say hello, Zach. How's it going, brother? Not too bad. We're happy to have you on. Uh, so first, as always, you guys can find us on Two Doomed Men for YouTube. Uh, the subscribe button should be somewhere around here. We believe you're smart enough to subscribe to us. And check out uh, Zach's podcast. Actually, underneath. Actually, underneath. It's underneath. Oh, okay. Found out. Underneath. So it should be like down there somewhere. If you could see through my lag here, it's like down there. There you go. Well, you two are a couple of real refined gentlemen, aren't you? Yeah, Yeah. we try to be. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How you got into this, and uh, how you reached out to us? Um. Well, how I got into it, Jesus. Uh. I kind of always wanted to start a podcast just because I'm, I want attention and I wasn't entirely sure what was it, you know, what's it going to be about? What's it going to do? You know, whatever was on my mind, I thought I'd just blurt that out because I can talk for an hour and not be interrupted. Um, I gravitated toward politics really only because uh, in college, I kind of got interested in it and actually, uh, you know, during the 2016 election, uh, I was a big Bernie guy and, uh, and, uh, was gags. right. I was a big Bernie guy. Part of what drew me to him was, uh, I was the thing that I had my, just, I was just dick driven on was the fact that this was a man who opposed the 2008 wall street bailout. Yeah. And I went, it's about goddamn time. I mean, this is, fiscal conservatism as at its finest and i thought okay i don't i'll go with whoever finally recognizes this point that i'm trying to make and so i went with him and sure he had a few ideas that i didn't necessarily agree with but i was like fuck it you can't get a perfect candidate so i kind of rode the bernie wave through 2016 but i refused to vote for hillary right because she is a As psychopathic woman. Right. Yeah. She squats over candles and hits babies in the face. Okay. This is just <laughs> how she lives. But uh, as I, you know, Trump got elected and I at first thought this might be the worst thing in the world. Um, but as it kind of played out, it just was kind of another, he's just another president. He was decent in some areas uh, and, and bad in some and good, really good in some. But uh, so now I find myself in the middle talking bullshit into a microphone um, and my mother, who is liberal, says I'm conservative and my father, who is conservative, says I'm liberal. So I figure you're moderate. Yeah, I'm independent, moderate. Um, And then I throw in talking about tomahawking babies off of skyscrapers in New York (laughs) City. So that's kind of. I listened to your last episode and when you got pissed off at the DMV. And you wanted to take a small animal or a child and just 
beeline bullet down, you know, 10 and out fucking right into a wall. Fucking crack yeah. me up. Well, the key is to when you throw a baby or a small animal, you want to get that tight spiral. Uh, so the key is <laughs> keeping the wrist nice and stiff when you fire it, right? Because it's not like you're not trying to hit the, the you know, the Hail Mary, I'm going for a touch. No, this is fine. Yeah, you just want speed. Get a first down, and you just want to get it out there. That's it. All right, well, next time I throw a baby, I will I will remember this. And honestly, if you're asking for more of an introduction, I don't have one. I have no, yeah, well, I mean, I have no background. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, neither did we. I mean, we, we started a podcast with our friends, yeah. uh, and they baited us into this heated political argument, and it went above and beyond. And then we kind of formed formed our show our own show out of it, and now here we are. You know, I mean, I guess six months later, maybe. I, I guess, I, like, I do respect the platform and the uh, uh, sort of ambiance that you've created. Uh, with it's all about the ambiance. Yeah, with, with with two people on the opposite sides of the political spectrum, who can talk a little bullshit, right? Talk a little bullshit, and not fucking hate each other. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. Well, let's let's get it straight. I've known him since he was seventeen. We've hated each other for two decades now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's not that easy. But yeah, that's yeah. that was the premise that we uh, founded the show on. Is that me and him have always been pretty. I, I guess you could say I'm, I was also a Bernie guy like you. Me and you honestly have a very similar mindset. I would I would think just based on your explanation before. I was kind of like a Bernie guy, and he was this Trump guy, conservative, and I'm a little bit more liberal. Uh, but one thing we learned as we did the show, I said this in one of our recent episodes, is we actually agree way more than we disagree. Um, and it I feel odd. like, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was I, say, it's odd because I, I feel like a lot of conservatives and a lot of liberals will find a lot of common ground if they actually talk yes. very, very specific policy. So yeah, I, right. I, I if you actually a, have the conversation. Right. So I put out a, a, an Instagram post about. Uh, Ted Cruz, who was denouncing this second wave of the the COVID stimulus, because mm-hmm. and and the way he was speaking reminded me so much of clips that you can look up on YouTube of Bernie Sanders denouncing the 2008 uh, Wall Street bailout, and he's saying, "Look, this is uh, obviously the 2008 bailout was something different. This was leveraged speculation and a purging of toxic assets. But either way, the 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 savior mechanism is." the same thing and yeah i, just, I agree 100%. i just post posted on instagram i said look it's odd when you can hear ted cruz denouncing a stimulus package that was just put into place by executive order by a republican president um and, and i think you made a good point the, saying that it's uh they're saving toxic assets you know I don't. I don't know if this time they're necessarily saving toxic assets. See, in two thousand eight, it's very specific. It was leveraged speculation. It was walls. It was a decoupling between Wall Street and the Main Street economy, which was is what we see now. But it's it, it was toxic assets that were formulated because of very specific actions by speculators on Wall Street. This is an outside. This is an extraneous circumstance. COVID nineteen affected all of us. So I don't know if it's the True. exact same thing, but it is similar in the way that they're trying to solve it. And I just don't think that this is I, even though it's different circumstances, trying to patch up a similar looking hole with the same stuff substance that didn't work last time. I don't think 
is the best way to go about it. You know, that's and and well, that's the that's the government in general. They just you know keep doing the same thing and hope for different results. That's yeah. Well, and you, <laughs> you know, you call yourself I I would assume a conservative. Yeah. Okay. I from what I've been able to gather when I listen to your guys' podcast, you're a little bit more libertarian. I yeah, I'm, I'm I fall on both sides of the spectrum because there's even there's even you know liberal policies that. I go completely left on, and you know, I've I've gone into plenty of battles with uh with Republicans. I always say, you know, go to a, an anti weed post and misspell a word in the comments, and just watch the fireworks. Just yeah. For whatever reason, conservatives cannot handle the legalization of marijuana, and it drives them up a wall. And I just I don't see what the problem is. You're uh, yeah, that's uh a- go ahead. I was just saying, that's a good point. He definitely is a little libertarian because you're you're liberal on social issues for the most part. Yeah. You know, like you don't you care you 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 want weed you know legalized. You don't really care about gay people getting yeah. married or people being you know uh, transgender. But uh, when it comes to like you know something like making the uh, healthcare system nationalized, you're against that yeah. type of stuff. So uh, yeah. when it comes to I economic mean, stuff, you're very conservative. But when it comes to social yeah. stuff, you're very liberal, which is basically an exact definition of a libertarian. Okay. Well, no. Hold on. I just don't want to privatize everything either. Okay, That's so true. hold on. Were you uh, in agreement with Donald Trump for the second wave of the COVID stimulus? Oh, I really yeah, haven't looked too. into it too yet. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't really fall anywhere on it yet because I just haven't looked into it. Because all I see on my side is just the fighting between you know between the House yeah. and Trump. You That's- know what I mean? So that's what just you know pushes me away from it. Just Another topic that we got to wait them wait for them out to uh, finish arguing over before we get anything. So, right, but I, I don't. But originally, like in the last bailout, when uh, when all those major corporations and everybody started getting bailed out, that was yeah. that was bullshit. Their company that failed, and it's it's hard times. The economy collapsed. I think the people should have been getting bailed out, not these major corporations. And then, like, who was it? Skag Boeing or American Airlines? They took like X billion of dollars saying in good faith, we're not going to fire anybody because you're giving us this money. And then two months later, they lay off like 22 percent of their workforce. Turns out they are going to lay out every uh, lay off everybody. I think it was like Delta, maybe one of the airline companies. And and that's exactly what a Bernie said was going to happen. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I know. I mean, if, if, if you look back at the 2008 wall street bailout there's a lot of similarities of course the cause of it again is very different but uh you look at 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 certain things like again fed behavior in the economy right i think i i don't know exactly what it was i hate to 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 quote statistics because i'm stupid but Uh, go for it anyway we we throw plenty of wild facts and opinions out there I think it was, uh, I think I got this from Zero Hedge. I think $16 billion worth have, worth of equity has been bought up by the Fed in the last, in the previous quarter. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see a lot of Fed behavior, that usually means that the market is not stable on its own because they need to manipulate it. Okay. Whenever right. you see bailouts, taxpayer dollars reinvested. Usually that's a problem because reinvestment on the federal level 
usually means a cover-up for a big mistake from a few different hedge funds, toxic assets, right? And like I said, unfortunately, with this particular situation, with COVID-19, um, nobody really did anything wrong. And right. still, a lot of people are going to have to suffer. But just redistributing the wealth in the country is not going to stimulate, you know, as much as supply side uh, economics wants to tell you, if you know, if you give people more money, they're going to spend it. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. In a hardship, they're going to fucking save it. This is just how things work. Normal people, if they get a $1,200 stimulus check from the government, they're going to save it. Why? That's what I did. Because they're in hardship. They're in a I don't know, man. You grew up in South Dakota. <laughs> people in yeah. New York over here were buying Jordans and fucking, you know, tattoos. Going all out on that shit. Well, that's Harlem. I see mine, though. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to say what every single person did, but. Yeah. You know, I saved it. I, I fucking put it away. I think most yeah, people I, on it. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. If you, obviously, if you look at the charts, economic activity has reduced during the pandemic. Which yeah, is, obviously. You know, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. But even when when you look at the charts for when the stimulus came out and the $600 a week for the first round of the care package came out, there wasn't the uptick that everybody uh, would have assumed. There wasn't the uptick that would have been needed to to respark the world's biggest economy. You have yeah. to understand that there's a there's a there's been a massive decoupling over the years between Wall Street and Main Street. We saw this in 2008. Yeah. David about Stockman that. wrote about it in The Great Deformation. He was David Stockman was uh, Ronald Reagan's old financial advisor. And again, this is where it, it's very odd where I find David Stockman, Ronald Reagan's old financial advisor, agreeing with Bernie Sanders about uh, about relief funds toward big business big businesses especially on wall street it's because both of them understand that there's 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 no similarities between a small town main street economy in south dakota or iowa oh yeah or or wisconsin where they're rioting and they're yeah they're we'll get to that and we'll get to that um and and wall street new york it's two tiers of an economy. We have separated. We have two layers of of, of American economic forum. You know, it's true, and it's it's, it's evident yeah. even in uh, how the billionaires, how much money, you know, Bezos and uh, Zuckerberg, how they made an insane amount of profit during this whole during coronavirus uh, yeah. pandemic. But you know, the rest of the general population has been, you know, either out of work or you know, got laid off, you know, has, has hit hard economic times. But like you're saying, you know, Wall Street and the super wealthy seems seem to be uh, almost recession proof, I guess you could say. They're the establishment. Well, do you do you remember the term too big to fail, gentlemen? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't change. It doesn't change because the problem that – look – I am a free market guy. I'm a capitalist guy. I think socialism will drive any country to the ground. I really do. But there are flaws with our system. The problem with free market capitalism is that if you do get too big, you have way too much influence on the stock yes. market. What yeah. does that mean? That means that you have way too much influence on investors. 
That means right. that you have way too much influence on the whole fucking economy. So if yeah. you do bad, everybody does bad. Let's okay? also let's also add in there that in this country they you know uh, I believe it's the uh, Citizens United case that uh you know designates the corporations as people so they could contribute to campaigns and you know they have lobbyists and things like that yeah. that will influence you know congressmen and the president and whoever whatever politician they're always looking to influence them to do things that will benefit them uh almost as if they're socialists you know they 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 make things be corporate socialist they're not really a free market capitalist the way this country is intended it to be yeah I- if you, if you look at remember during the pandemic, fucking uh, remember all who were the only places that were allowed to stay open? Huge corporations, all the mom and pop, all the little business stuff. They all went McDonald's. You were still able to go there. Burger King, Walmart, CVS, Home Depot. What is so different from Harry's Hardware to Home Depot? Yeah, it's one of our friends. Said, how, come, how come uh, the the local toy store? has to stay closed because of coronavirus, but Walmart could be open to sell toys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's not fucking fair. Yeah. Whatsoever. They they have they have that influence. They they like like uh, Zach's saying, they they have so much influence that they control the market, but it, it goes even it goes even deeper that they they're still able to they're literally recession proof, too big to fail. Well, they can even the, influence the, uh, disaster decisions. Yeah. I mean, seriously, ahead, the, the revolving door that you find yourself in, in the, uh, in politics and the uh, private sector has turned itself into uh, sort of this weird socialist echelon of people who make their money off of capitalism, but reside in a socialist um safeguard almost yeah, where, the CEOs. right right because so they've made their money through capitalism but they have this safety net like it's a socialist country and right. i think i i mean i think this is probably the, the one thing where most liberals and uh conservatives probably find themselves disagreeing on um but they really shouldn't it's that they disagree on, you know, whether it's capitalist or so, whatever. The fact is, the people, the socialists, the communists, the the the, the anti-fascista who are throwing <laughs> bricks through windows and beating cops into a coma, they really don't understand that what we have at the moment isn't really capitalism. It's not free market. What we have is a croniest capitalism for very specific people who rely on a what could be accurately deemed as a social safety net for their specific corporations and so when someone says this is a this is a capitalist pig society you go yeah i mean maybe a pig society there's a lot of pigs in this country okay (laughs) i'm one of them but is it is it is it capitalist? I don't even know. I don't even know if it's capitalism. I don't it's even not. know if what we're saying is capitalism. It's not. So when you so when you see like gaunt teenagers who have their balls haven't dropped yet and they're firing bricks at ninety at an Amazon window and they're saying capitalism is the problem, 
I don't know. I don't know if capitalism is a problem. I don't know. Because they wear their Nikes and carry their iPhones. I mean, yeah, you know, we can talk about the hypocrisy all we want, but I don't know if capitalism is what we're seeing right now. I don't know if the economy and and the government and that cohesion and that coalition that has as certainly isolated a certain sect of people in this country. I don't even know if that's capitalism. You know, it's not. It's not. It's it's corporate socialism that's being paraded around as capitalism in a real free market capitalist economy. uh, Corporations have like the danger of failing. You could fail or, you know, competition could lead a competitor to make a better product than you. Your product is not good and you go out of business or some sort of external force happens like coronavirus. Right. And it impacts the supply and demand for, let's say, flying the airlines. And uh, you just go out of business because right now there's no demand for flying. I mean, that it sucks, but that's the way free market capitalism is supposed to work. But our government has taken all of the risk out of that for corporations. So we had this argument with a couple of friends. We had this argument with a couple of friends, a couple of real Republican friends who are really socialist, but they don't even uh, recognize it about how, oh, we have to bail out the airlines because they're going to lay off the employees and that's not good. And, and this, that, and whatever. And I'm like, listen, if there's no supply, if there's no supply and demand for something, you can't just keep giving money to that thing for free. The business will fail, and eventually there will be a demand again for flying around. When coronavirus is over, another company will rise from the ashes and pick up that that supply. You know what I mean? And and that like natural way that capitalism supposed to is supposed to work has been just totally discarded. So well. That's, you know, unfortunately, uh, we have, again, what's called crony. Like, if you look at the 2008 bailout, let's just take a look at the uh, players in these moves, okay? So, who was the the Treasury Secretary? This guy named Hank Paulson. Who was Hank Paulson? Well, Hank Paulson was the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Hmm, interesting. Who was the chair of the Fed? A guy named Ben Bernanke. A guy who was friends with Hank Paulson. A guy who was known for printing money. And then you look at everybody in Congress who must have been given mushroom tea right before the congressional hearing about the 2008 bailout. Because I have no idea how this got passed. I mean, Bush is retarded. Okay? Sorry. He is. He, he knew nothing. I mean, he literally knew nothing. And he, look, I saw him on the 9-11. I saw him on Ground Zero and he said, we're going to blah, blah. And I got fired up too. I got goosebumps. But he didn't really know anything. And he tried to stick to his George H.W. Bush conservative roots. He didn't do a good job. But he appointed people who had really malevolent uh, intentions. and so. When Hank Paulson comes out and says, we need to bail out the big hedge funds, and he's the CEO of a big hedge fund, and nobody thought to go, mm, that's that's odd. That's odd. The Republican Party was supposed to be the party of fucking Reagan. Certainly at that point. In 2008, they were the party of fucking yeah. Reagan still. And you have David Stockman, again, the ex uh, uh financial advisor to Ronald Reagan saying, no, no, do not do this. Big, big X, do not. And they just go, yeah, 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 fuck off. And then they do it. It's because there's been 
a weird abandonment of conservative, you know, financial thought or anything. There's nothing anymore. It's a cronyist Mm -hmm. society that leans on capitalism to make money, but also leans on this weird socialist safety net to make sure that they don't fail. Exactly. So we're in a weird And and honestly, yep. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, yeah, I was just, just going to say. And... I just put words together and then hope I find it <laughs> along the way. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. And uh, like I'm going to bring it back again to the fact that corporations you know, the reason why nothing changes and why they are not going to allow corporations to fail is because they're scared that their, their funding for their campaigns is going to dry up, you know, or when they're done uh, running, you know, uh, holding their position in Congress, any of these politicians get a job for one of these corporations, you know, and get paid, you know, six figure salaries to work there. There's like a gentleman's agreement under the table for stuff like that to happen. It's just the whole system has just been corrupted by, by money. It doesn't serve. Yeah, the, the system doesn't serve the people anymore. It serves the interests of money and greed yeah. and and corporations and whatnot. Not like your those, average Joe or your average citizen's uh, interests. Go ahead, Kevin. Those those people that you were talking the about that, that were put in at the at the in the '08 bailout that you're saying. So a hedge fund owner is going to bail out the hedge funds. For, he was put there for this exact reason. This was all the hedge funds guys' payday, as far right. as I'm concerned, and it just exactly. continues and continues. in in any facet of a major corporation, to me, that's just all the establishment. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. They put all this money into Bush's campaign. All right, well now you're gonna, you know, as president, you're gonna let us bail ourselves out, and you're just gonna give us the money. We got you to the presidency. Yep. Now you're gonna get us out of here. Exactly. You know, Let's it's not just forget how the establishment that, uh... and politics work. Exactly. Let's not forget also that the the country, like the federal government, is how many trillions at this point in debt? And they're just, you know, continuing to add to it. You know, now this coronavirus thing happened and that's going to add to the debt even further. Um, You know, how long is it until our our dollar, you know, our currency becomes worthless because they just keep printing more to pay for these bailouts and uh, the spending? Which is absolutely out of fucking control. The the federal uh, budget, uh, the especially you know like the military budget. I know I'm I'm a big military guy and everything, but the fact that we spend seven hundred and fifty billion almost yearly. You're a Bernie now, guy and a military yeah. guy. 
I'm I'm a supporter of like the troops, but I'm not a supporter of spending 750 billion on the on the military every year. You know what I mean? Okay. It's uh it's yeah. insane, especially when, you know, they're they're the media and these politicians are always leading you to believe, oh, you know, uh, China okay. is uh, okay. an, as a threat and Russia is a threat and we need to stay one step ahead. If you look at our spending compared to their, I know you're going to, I know you're chomping at the bit, but I'm just going to say, if you know, if you compare our spending to theirs, it's, it's not even close. Or if you compare, you know what? I, I always like to say, uh, compare how many uh, aircraft carriers we have compared to China and you'll see they're, they're no threat militarily to us, in my opinion. No, that's a hundred percent true. I just, I, I have it in me. I have this weird, like, disagreement dick up my ass where I have to disagree with everybody that says something. Disagree. I, I think I told you, I, I think I told you, gentlemen, yesterday, like, when I talk to my mother and she says Trump is ruining this country, I go, yeah, lowest black unemployment rate and highest individual wages. And then when I talk to my father and he's like, Trump's doing a good job. And then I go, well, he put children in cages and he hasn't really worked out a trade deal with China. <laughs> Obama like, put trolling. kids in cages. And so, yeah. Well, I'll get to you. Hold on. But when you say like, okay, we, you know, we don't need this military budget. Okay. Fair enough. But we are also, it's not just us that we're protecting right now. We're protecting a whole bit of the, uh, of NATO Europe. And so unfortunately we would have to find a politician who would be able to be a hard ass to our NATO countries who would finally be willing to chip in the equal amount of military budget toward our military alliance uh, to defend ourselves against our enemies. And I've never seen Republican or Democrat, to be fair, uh, 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 a country who's willing to do that. So we've taken the reins. And the only reason that the Western world is safe against communist countries like Russia, like China, like Iran, like North Korea, is because we put so much toward our military budget. And a lot of people, I think, confuse the theory that we're only protecting ourselves. No, we're not. We're putting a lot of money toward protecting England, Sweden, Norway, France, Germany, Australia. So although I do agree with you that we spend too much like, how else are we going to work this out? Because nobody else seems to want to step up and pay their fair share. And stop yeah, smirking. Yeah, well, to give... Stop smirking, Chris. But, but to God, I'm gonna fucking Trump's been, Trump's been go ahead, going go ahead, Trump go hard on NATO yeah. since day one. Trump is... Yeah. NATO has increased their spending as a whole because Trump has forced more nations to fucking pay their fair share. That was... I remember watching the debates and listening to Trump and Hillary... And like she had nothing for NATO, and Trump's like everybody's gonna fucking pay if I go in. That was something that really got me hooked on him. That was like that was what a, a policy that I followed his. I don't yeah, have anything in front of me because I didn't even know we were gonna talk about NATO tonight. But okay, yeah. But to Skag's point, where's the money? Nobody's. Oh, I know. Up. We still yeah. haven't cut any spending. So again, so I disagree. Like first of all, I don't think that Trump. What he and he did say he he called that out. I will say that, but he certainly has done nothing to get the money. Right. But to your point, what who like so when you say yeah we spend all this money, but the again it's sort of this Western frontier that America has put up. So somebody has to supply it. 
Otherwise, Russia's just going to invade fucking Germany because Germany's reliant on on Russia for oil. They can cut them off if they if they want, and Germany will go to shit because that's a big part of their economy because Germany's not that economically complex. So we need somebody to step up and pay a shit ton of money for the the Western countries militarily. So although I agree with you that we probably shouldn't spend this much money on the military and Trump said he was going to, you know, get the NATO countries to pay their fair share and he didn't. How else would we do it? That's a good point. You know, you, we knew we'd be running I mean, president. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a, that's a good answer. If we knew we would be uh, running for president, you got to use the leverage that you have, I guess, as the defender of, you know, Western society that, why should we be footing the bill? Go. You could. That's like the. That's like the. Uh, I mean, if Trump fail, was the madman that he is, he'd fucking he would be doing that, huh? And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skags here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men Podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash 2 men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think I there's guess. also an there's also like a patriotic angle to spending so much on the military. When, you know, when it comes to somebody like oh, Trump, yeah, the Star Spangled you know, Banner, like, Star Spangled Banner, red, white, and blue. I support the yeah. troops. I'm gonna, you know, the biggest, the baddest. Uh, you know, I want to make sure they have the best. There's that aspect of it also. There yeah, when is, we start I mean, rolling out super soldiers, you know, that's yeah, where the I mean, 750. It definitely throw all that money back. Started with like the Cold War and Reagan, right? We were beefing up. Well, supposedly Reagan in his 1980 speech said that I think it was in Chicago. He was saying that, you know, we're going to beef up our nuclear supply because that was a threat at the time. Um, Unfortunately, when he increased the taxes and got the money, he didn't put it toward the nuclear arsenal. He put it toward, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you fucking call those? The the fucking aircraft carriers and shit like that. The problem was. That really wasn't the war domain with Russia. We had a shit ton of submarines ready to launch fucking uh, missiles strike at, yeah. at Russia. And anybody who's done any Soviet research knew that they were done well before 1980. They were done. They were in economic collapse. The Gulag had put them in an economic situation that they were not uh, able to recover from. And Reagan used it to beef up the military so he could look good. Uh, but so it, it really hasn't slowed down since then. Everybody's kind of, even Obama, he really didn't slow down military spending. No, not at all. How how liberal the left wants to make him, how the socialist Mm -hmm. savior he, they want to make him out to be. He really wasn't that liberal. He really wasn't that socialist. He was actually uh, fiscally very liberal. He reminded me of, of, uh, Reagan, who was the first conservative who passed himself off as a fiscal conservative who was not. And ever since then, it's kind of been upward spending, bailouts. There's been no 
tax increases and and uh spending decreases since then if you've noticed so it's you know i know i mean look you know it's something anything i don't know why people listen to me (laughs) you know it's something i felt funny you're bringing up obama and stuff and uh skags remember that article you showed me like maybe two three weeks ago where like they uh they decided to increase military spending and it was a completely partisan like act like there was no issues like the left and the right completely agreed like immediately Yes, I don't know if it had to do with the coronavirus stimulus package, which they were trying to include uh, more money for the Pentagon. How I don't why they would need it anymore. I don't know. When it comes to voting on right increased spending for the military, almost both sides unanimously always vote for it. They there's very little opposition. I'd say you know like Bernie's like the only guy most of the time. Maybe Tulsi Gabbard and the Squad are the only people who vote against stuff like that. Um, Otherwise, you know. Speaking Go of voting, it. what do you fellas think about mail-in voting? Oh, we spoke about oh, this. We just talked about this. Yeah, it's going to be I, a shit I, show. I, I did hear. I just want to brush it up before. Yeah, before, I'm glad I listened. We're, um, we're going to have to get to the, the Wisconsin thing. We just have to. Oh, we will. We, we will. will. We will. But, uh, we can touch yeah. on the mail-in voting right now a little the, bit, yeah. I mean, like I said from start, my problem with the mail-in voting is if Trump wins, the left is going to scream that he cheated. And if Biden wins and you actually see cases of election fraud or anything like that it's just going to get swept right under the rug and we're never going to hear about it again i oh, think dude, if, trump is going to go crazy oh uh, yeah uh i don't know if, if biden was already in the white house by then I, I don't know something came out like a year later or something trump i mean what is trump really going to me- do trump will cook a trump steak medium well and beat an old woman to death on the streets of new york if that happens are you kidding me people <laughs> Make yeah. a massive deal out of it. He'll take wine yeah. bottle, Trump wine, and slam it over a toddler's <laughs> head. He will make sure that everybody knows that something was wrong with the. I vote. would hope so, because I could see yeah. again pushed under the rug pretty easily. But my big thing is, if we could go to the grocery store and and everybody could stand around the produce and 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 touch all the fucking food, we could go to a voting booth. My thing, yeah, I I, I really feel like. Even if there is a 24-hour delay in in the election results, how are we ever really going to be able to trust it? You know, if they give us a deadline, even if it's not November 3rd, let's say they say, like, okay, we're going to do mail-in voting. The deadline for when there's going to be the announcement of a president is now November 10th. And then we get to November 9th, and they're like, oh, oh we're kind of fucking up. We're going to have to push it back a day. That little bit of time, I just I don't trust what's gonna happen chaos. in those it's gonna be yeah. chaos. It could yeah. be done well too. You know, I, I live in Connecticut and uh Connecticut uh put forward this huge initiative to get absentee ballots to everybody. And uh basically the Connecticut was on top of their game. I can't I can't lie, I was impressed at the way they did it. Being that I'm registered, a uh, registered voter, I got in the mail saying that everyone's been given the chance to request an absentee ballot due to coronavirus. It's like, do you want one? And then you, I opted in. I said, yes. All right. Sent it back a couple uh, before the Democratic Party, which uh, primary in Connecticut, which was like last month. Um, they sent in the absentee ballot to me and my wife. Here it is. Absentee ballot. It's literally the exact same ballot that you would have gotten had you gone in person to go vote. Then your options are, you know, you fill it out and you could either mail it back to uh, your town hall or to the I forgot exactly where bring it to town hall yourself personally and drop it in a ballot box i did i went down to my little town hall the ballot box is right in front of like the little city hall 
it says right on it, it was clear, uh, voter, Connecticut voting ballot box. You just drop it in there the same way you would drop your ballot in the in the box in the during the actual day of the election. I don't see what was wrong with that, you know, at all. No, I, uh, the other state, I don't know what other states are doing. doing it yourself, too. That see that I don't mind yes. having the option of doing it yourself. Once it's out of your hands, I mean, you know, there's all those stupid videos of uh, people ripping up, you know, Trump, you know, Trump 2020 signs. I actually have like a postal service guy you know, ripping up Trump 2020 signs. So how can we fully trust that even at like Great. the lowest level, a mailman shows up, sees a Trump flag, sees your ballot? And just gets tossed down the, you know, down the yeah, drain. I agree. And, and the other way too, uh, a Trump guy yeah. could oh, yeah, see, no. uh, yeah. you know, a Biden if vote and want to yeah. rip it up. Yeah. Th yeah, that's I why it. I brought it in person. I've seen a plethora of different things as to why you should be a little bit skeptical, both uh, on both sides, really. I, I saw uh, the first thing was a video of a woman who claimed to work at the post office. You can never fucking trust Twitter. There's porn on Twitter. What the fuck? <laughs> there was this woman who said, you know, she worked at the post office and she had taken her, um, uh, you know, she was, she had taken her and her brother's ballots in and she was recording and she was, you know, looking at the barcode that the post office will stick. They have a little barcode. They stick on your vote before they send it. And the way she made it sound was if you voted Republican, they put an R on that barcode. If you voted Democrat, oh, yeah. they put a D on that barcode. That's no longer anonymous. That's skewing or possibly skewing mm -hmm. a unbiased and and uh, equal fucking whatever. Also, I've seen, uh, well, this was easily verifiable. You can actually look this up on YouTube. Uh, there was a CBS affiliate in Philly. Uh, they did a mock version of a mail-in vote. They sent a hundred ballots in from a bunch of different post uh, mailboxes uh, throughout Philly, and then they sent it to a specific PO box. And they went to go collect their shit. And the very first time they went to go collect it, they only had like five ballots that got back in. And they were—I oh, think I might have seen this. Yeah, like, there was they, an insane amount that went missing. They, well, yeah, they kept questioning, questioning, and finally they went, look, can we talk to a manager or somebody? Because if we only get five ballots out of fucking hundred, that's a fucking problem. Finally, the manager comes out, they find them, and they had, uh, you know, a bigger stack of their ballots, and they had a bunch of mail that even, it wasn't even theirs. So they tossed that out, and they got 97 out of 100 ballots. Now, that seems fine. But the problem is the expected voter voter turnout for mail-in voting is anywhere from 80 to 100 million. Okay, if we yeah. have 100 million people who vote via mail, 3% go missing, that's 3 million a lot. fucking people whose votes went up the no ass of count. someone else. It doesn't matter. Yep. Right. So that's not a democracy. And the, pro you know, obviously there's easy hypocrisies that you can point out. Look, you, you know, these people are fucking protesting for mail in voting. They say, we can't stand within six feet of anybody to go vote, but we we're going to stand within, within six two feet. feet. Yeah, we can stand within six feet of people to protest to not stand within six feet. Of it's like, obviously, it doesn't make any fucking sense. 
But I said I said this on a previous podcast. I said, imagine being so stupid that you show up in person to protest the fact that you don't want to show up in person to vote. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's a it's so new ridiculous. level of stupidity. So ridiculous. It could be done if you have concerns over coronavirus to go vote, it could be done safely. You could spread out yeah. the voting booths or machines, whatever the fuck they are, spread them out enough in the gym at your school, wherever it is that you go vote. Bunch spread them out right now. You yeah. can fucking open them up for voting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Allow only so many people in the building. Extend the entire election day, the week yeah. leading up to election day. So you give people you got seven days to go cast your ballot. It gives you plenty of time. It, you know, not everybody has to be in the building at the same time. It could be done. And then you could offer them also the mail-in thing as well. Yeah. If you want, if you're that scared Listen. or if you're that old that you can't leave the house, yeah. give everybody some sort of option. Yeah. Listen, if, if we were going to change the way we were going to vote and as the world progresses and America progresses and technology progresses, you know, eventually fine. Yeah. You know, the topic of changing the way we vote, could possibly come up but to start throwing these hail mary passes you know 70 plus days out from the election and changing the whole thing and i don't want to be the first test run of mail-in voting to be the presidential election you know what i'm saying like for the biggest turnout congress deal with it yeah you know what i mean like that should have been something like if we were going to change the way we were going to do this it should have been tested several times by now you know what I mean? And not just the little primaries where we found plenty of issues with, like they should have tested to see how well they could handle, you know, such a huge turnout for the presidential election. I, I think it's just one of these. Too, so. Yeah, I think I think it's just a rash, quick decision, just like everybody was ready to defund the police right away. I was like, I understand something needs to happen to the police, but like, I think doing this this quickly is going to cause a problem. Like people in Wisconsin are having right now. Speaking, did you guys? Oh, you yeah. guys saw the video. The video of uh, the cop? there's so many yeah. of well, so the 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 original video, the video of I think his name was James Blake. Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into this. Let's get into this because this is. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. This, this is well, my not current current news happened, that but, just. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited about it, but it's current news that just happened on Sunday. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I am, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So if I, like if I could, it's so weird because the video that 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 is has been permeated in certainly in the mainstream is it provides very little context. But they, at least you realize that so many people are ready to just jump on what they think is going on, some, and from the start, Skaggs and I describe what the fuck happened in the video because everybody might not. Yeah, let's. Let's right. talk it. Talk about it. Definitely. Let's give an explanation because definitely not a lot of people even know yet, which which is kind it of a good thing, but also yesterday sad. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That not don't so, even know what happened. So Jacob Blake or Jake? What's Jacob his first Blake. name? Jacob Blake. Jacob, Jacob Blake. Blake. Uh, so the police show up to a domestic violence call, and this guy Jacob's there. We don't, uh, you know, we'll get into what we know about him. But we got this video from like across the street. Jacob's standing on one side of his car. There's three cops on one side. They're all aiming their guns at him. And he just ups and walks away, walks around his car, opens the car door, 
And as he's trying to get in the car, a cop grabs him by the shirt and just, it's a brutal video. I mean, this is why we're hearing about it because he just point blank shoots him six, seven times in the back. Yeah. Like seven and, rounds. Uh, seven times. Back to back. Yeah. And uh, so he's still alive. He's hanging on by a thread. But uh, we had, you know, the media doesn't have any information yet. No real information has been let out yet. We've been doing research on it. But immediately, yeah, immediately after, you know, this shooting happened, the mayor went out right off the bat, had no information, blames the police. And the next thing you know, this little town in Wisconsin is completely ablaze. Full-blown riots. Right. They, they, Some cop got hit in the head with a brick, and I people were that. cheering. What happened? No, I saw the fucking video of him getting hit. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen the brick I, one. Apparently, apparently, Randy Johnson was protesting, <laughs> and he threw that brick at a, at a slick 95 miles per hour straight down the fucking cock, right in the wheelhouse. He hits that fucking cop in the back of the head. He drops. And and I mean I swear to God if you see the, the like after he gets hit, the other cops are dragging him. His body's limp. He's done, right? Mm-hmm. He's knocked out, cold, nothing left. And you know if you look at the other videos of the protests that are happening in Wisconsin, you see flames going up. Like there was a uh, you know this is this will probably be some weird artistic bullshit in the future, but there was uh, a a sign. Somebody oh, this is the greatest picture. By this picture explains twenty twenty. Yeah. It said Black yeah, Lives I'll Matter. Post it I'll post and, it. And up. there's yep. just flames going up everywhere around it. Was it a church? I think it was the a church car dealership. Would, no, no, no. It was a church. Uh, That's a, a church. church at, you know, like the That's fire church spread to a church. A car okay. dealership is a church. I mean, douchebag. It's very ironic, <laughs> right? The the church that's uh, displaying the Black Lives Matter, you know, uh, slogan. Uh, catches on fire due to uh, a riot from people that are, you know, uh, rioting and angry and protesting because of the Black Lives Matter movement and what yeah. what happened to uh, to Jacob Blake. Yes, yeah, so it's very ironic, you know, it, just I a mean, very ironic photo. So let me let me tell you my first reactions to it. And then we could because here's the thing. At this point, really, all we can do is provide first reactions. We really don't have all That's that speculation. Yeah, you're right. Um, But so when I saw it, the first thing I thought was seven rounds. Seriously, it's a bit brutal. Much. Same thing. That's a I bit said much. It. Yeah, I don't. I even said to think. a cop today. Yeah, no, we don't. Need, you don't need to be firing seven rounds into a man's back. You don't need to be doing that. At point I blank. Understand that that look. My father's a policeman, or he now he's off the job. He's in evidence, right? Got the easy. Uh, <laughs> you don't need it's to. A fire good place to be now. Yeah, you don't need to fire round, uh, seven rounds into somebody's back. You just don't. You just don't. And I understand the job's scary. I do. I completely and fully comprehend how ridiculously terrifying the job of a policeman can be. But unfortunately, nobody nobody forced you to do the job. You signed up. Okay? It's nobody else's fault but your own if you didn't understand the consequences of, of, of being in a, in a situation where you have to protect and serve other people in your community. Seven rounds, way too much. Sorry. Now, on the other side, what the fuck was he doing when cops were telling him to stop, don't reach, stop? They had guns drawn. Look, look, if I had guns drawn on me, and I hate to 
be anecdotal and put it all on me. Yeah. And I look, I do this all the time because I'm selfish. And again, I want attention. Follow me, pigs. If I was in that situation, in no fucking way would I keep walking. In no way would I reach into my car when I know yeah. that I had a warrant out for my arrest for Rest, a yeah. fucking a bar incident where I pulled out a gun. So, yep. yeah. No, but you know what? The that's the problem with that's that's where 20 that's the road that 2020 has taken us down now that it's so fuck the police and defund the police that even when guns are drawn on you big dick energy emerges fuck you what are you going to do you're the cops you're the cops fuck you guys yeah. and that's what i feel like we're going to end up seeing more of this before things get better cuz people are just they can't wait to push that limit cuz there, you see it all over the news. You see it all over the media that people are just getting away with this by the dozens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, uh, I think Zach, you said it in your your last podcast. Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. Sorry about that. But uh, fuck. Anyway, it, with this narrative of like it's actually, peaceful, that's peaceful, literally what I said in my last podcast. You're right. I know you did. You actually <laughs> did lose a train of thought too, which is funny. Uh, but anyway, with uh, with these protests and shit, like we keep seeing that that you could get away with anything, and it just creates this culture that's not going to be healthy for anyone in the long run. Because I, I won't sit through the argument of that all oh, the cops just shouldn't defend themselves either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they signed up for the job. Yes, it's a scary job. But to get to the point where they're like, no, police should just be, you know, a punching bag as well is absolutely ludicrous you know I, where, how we could even get to that point is beyond me but i agree with you yeah. i agree yeah. with you they I, need to I, do better the problem though. uh yeah you know, like we said seven rounds is insane i mean we shoot all the time and to with the power of the gun to actually be at point blank range it must have been a mess but yeah i mean let's yeah. let's let's just put this into context here when you're hunting seven shots Never necessary. You never get seven shots never. off. Yeah. No. You'd never get seven shots off, nor would it ever be necessary. No. Unless you're shooting at a herd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you're yeah, unless you're trying to feed a village full of fucking like obese men. Uh, Bigfoot's like, coming it. after you. But the only time where honestly seven shots, and I mean seven consecutive shots where you're not shooting and then gathering yourself and shooting again. The only time where that's necessary or acceptable is at a range. I mean, yeah. Call of Duty. It, For fun. Duty. Like, it, you're right. You fucking have yeah. unlimited rounds. That's the only time that that is anywhere near acceptable. If you yeah. fire off seven rounds point blank, first of all, you should be fired that you can't hit your target. And second of all, in no way, shape, or form, and this is pr probably outside of the argument that that most people want to go in what you know with black lives matter and defund the police it's at that point we should start questioning whether or not our police are effective if we need to fire off seven fucking rounds yeah. to to feel safe we're probably not doing it correctly. A big part of why the American military uh, uh, does well on the ground is because they're much more efficient 
yes. with their shots. Now, they do have more ammo. I'll give it to them. But they take as little shots as possible because they're accurate, because they're well-trained. So yeah. we have to start questioning what what's going wrong in the training process that that puts this cop in a position where he feels like he well, we covered that. fire seven. Well, I mean, did we though? We covered that. Is... They get six months of training, and and yeah, well, we had on a cop on a previous months, like two three hours right. of combat. So you know, we we had the story on the the episode where we you know interviewed the police officer where he took a young kid out who was just, you know, a cadet out of the school. And, you know, they were, they were having, you know, they woke up some drunk bum on the sidewalk and said, just don't you know, go to the park and go to sleep. Don't sleep in front of the bank. Right. And the homeless guy got all like amped up and ready to fight and all this stuff. And our friend, you know, just talked him down and went on. But when he turned to the cadet and he said, so what did you think? The cadet was like, fully like it's go time like so you know a lot of these kids coming out after you know this short period of training are ready to run out there like rambo and just start mowing people down and so that's where that's where you get this over excitement right so you know the big problem i have with this with this wisconsin shooting is we don't know if he had a gun yet if he had a gun and if he was going to shoot somebody or if if you know the officers saw him reaching on the dashboard for a gun Seven shots, brutal. I can't blame the cop. But if it turns out that there's no gun anywhere or anything like that, uh, man, that's, you know, that's terrible. It's hard to judge either side. It's hard to judge either side right now because we don't have the full uh, details. But what I looked up here, let me tell you. They're they're judging. I know, right, right. You you sent me uh, uh, a link about his past and that definitely yes i want to talk you, about that yeah you can uh i did i skimmed over it right before you could probably provide a little more detail about it but his past probably played a little bit of role that's uh, right in to, yeah if you want to play devil's advocate right let's let me let me give you a little excerpt from what i what, what you're talking about uh, i got this from an article by jessica mcbride on heavy.com uh, and it says, according to Wisconsin Circuit Court Access Online Records, Jacob S. Blake, the same age and the same address on the exact same block that the shooting occurred. They're, so they're linking this guy to to the records here. Um, he had a warrant issued for his arrest on July 7th uh, on pending accusations of misdemeanor criminal trespass uh, with domestic abuse as a modifier, felony third degree sexual assault with domestic abuse as a modifier and a misdemeanor for disorderly conduct conduct with domestic abuse as a modifier. Uh, long story short, basically he was in a bar apparently and an argument broke out and he whipped out his gun and, uh, you know, he pointed at people in the bar, the cops are called and he resisted arrest. I'm not sure if he got away, how he has a warrant out for arrest. If he was resisting arrest, I guess he got away. So here's the way I look at it. We don't, we don't know the whole story right we only have a, a 15 20 second uh video how long were those cops there did they get his id yeah. run him through the system in their car and they go holy shit this is this guy jacob blake that we have a warrant out for his arrest for resisting and pointing a gun at people and then they automatically you know if if that is what happened then i could see they take out their guns and they you know like they're taking maximum precaution because this guy has pointed his guns at people before and resisted arrest before I don't know if that's the case because we don't have any details. We have a, a shitty yeah. 15 second video 
like you say, that the media picked up, ran with, and now people are, are going crazy over. So I could understand thing, maybe if that's the case, th- this hard response the cops came with of pulling out their guns. I don't agree, of course, with shooting the guy in the back seven times. Was he reaching for a gun in there? Maybe. But like you're saying, do you have to shoot him in the back seven times? There was two cops there on, you know, as well. Um, so maybe yeah. to play devil's advocate, that's why they had this uh, response of pulling out their guns on him and following him around with them. Go ahead. I mean, I was watching the video pretty closely. I, I watched it several times. And uh, one thing I did notice is when the video starts, it's panned out. And to the right of the whole situation of Blake's car is another police truck. So we, we had this argument today with one of our friends because he was saying automatic, oh, he has a gun. And he sent this insanely grainy picture. And he's like, look, it's proof. And you don't see anything. And uh, so I started watching the video. And I wanted to see if he pulls anything out or if he has anything in his hands. He does, as he turns the corner of the car, pull something out of his pocket. He's, I don't know, but you can't tell. But that original, that truck that I told you about at the beginning of the video, three cops followed him around the car. There was another cop in the street that you only see for like one or two seconds at the end of the video. Someone had a direct direct line of vision on him as he was going into the car. So if that one, if I think it was a, a female cop, if that woman wasn't or that officer wasn't screaming gun, 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 like then I don't, you know, I don't see the reason for the shooting. You can't like, you know, for the one person saying the argument he already had the gun on him that person that officer would have seen it already and it, it would have been news by now or she or that officer would have said something as he got into the car i think it was still a little hasty to shoot him though because we don't we you know there was no sight of it there was nothing saying that he had it well let's get to the i i want to talk about the actual uh, uh perpetuation of riots yeah, well, that's the answer to 2020 now, riot. Yeah, well, and and here's the thing: look, you can't you can't say that this is unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can condemn it, you can do whatever, but even and and you can say it's not unexpected because oh, that was expected. Like you could be a sarcastic asshole about it, but you have to understand that when something happens, fifty people or fifty percent of people are going to misinterpret it. And 50% of people are going to take it in more accurately. Okay. So when you see something like this, right? I'm, I'm, and I'm going to take devil's advocate here uh, uh, for you, Chris. As a black person, when you consistently right. see something like this, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I will blame the media for this because this is the media's fault. But if you are a person who, you know, ne- doesn't necessarily have the resources to go out and look at these fringe. You don't know about these fringe uh, news outlets where you can get more accurate information. You don't mm-hmm. know about. So you're looking at the mainstream media and seeing fucking black people getting killed by cops all the fucking time because that's all they show. Yeah. So, so like what what I understand. Look, it's not the appropriate response. But again, if you're in that world, I guess not how I'm not going to ask you how you think you should respond, but at least how how do we get that sect 
that demographic of people yeah. who are consistently seeing that bullshit out of that, at least to, to a point where they can, instead of rioting, think about writing up a policy that would be beneficial in policing or, oh, no, or I, you know. Yeah, I get you. I, I, no, I agree with police reform. This is something that happens way too often, but the media does sensationalize it way too much. Well, that's you what know, I they, mean, so, they, but yeah. again, if that's all but you as, see and you're just getting bombarded right. with and that. And you're bullshit. asking like, what's the appropriate response? Like, you know, as a to me, who, like who is on the outside, how do you get the people who are on the inside yeah. out at least to 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 be some type of 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 beneficial actor toward the behavior that they are uh, claiming to, to to detest? Yeah, I think, you know, I said this earlier today, the whole peaceful protest narrative has been thrown out the window. You know, the media has completely hijacked what peaceful protesting is. And it only just shows, you know, fires and the car flippings and, you know, attacking the police and the riots. I think I'm perfectly fine with people peacefully protesting. When you when you end up showing up in, you know, people's neighborhoods breaking shit, you know, it's a whole different ball game. I think the people who are protesting also need to stand up now to the people who would set the fires and who would attack the police. They're they're looking to do damage, not to make change. I'm all about, I'm fine with whatever change we could come about. And, you know, my, my biggest issue always had been with, you know, Black Lives Matter, that not that what they represent, but here you have this amazing opportunity to help black lives and black communities. And you make all this money, but have they rebuilt any schools? Have they, you know, changed any infrastructures? Have they started any programs that are going to better the, you know, the communities that they fight for? We really haven't seen it. I'm all for like the brick and mortar. If we could get things changing for the better, I completely agree with it. But right now, like all you're going to get, it's so sensationalized, is the rioting. So the people who don't have access to that fringe outlet and who see this all the time and just continuously get fed from the media, yeah, they're going to riot. But I, I would like to hope that there could be better mm. people out there that could actually think about it and think of different, it's 2020. Look at what we could do with YouTube and idiots becoming famous on TikTok. The three of us are trying to be um, something with these podcasts, people listening to us. It has to be a more creative and educated way trying to, to get, get their message. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, there has to be a better educational way to get the message out there than burning things down. You know, what, what, are, we yeah, me... what are you accomplishing by ruining your own neighborhood? Let me make the point too that if you you know i understand a hundred percent the anger and the the you know like the uh the inclination to violence or something like this happened i understand psychologically why people are are behaving that way and why that happens number one they're angry they feel like their their voices are never heard they turn to violence and then it becomes a mob mentality and uh opportunists come in criminals and uh, take mm -hmm. advantage of the situation so i understand like the psychology behind it but if you're not a criminal and you're not an opportunist and you're someone who legitimately wants things to change, but then you turn to violence, you're going to alienate other people who might agree with you who are yeah. not inclined to violence. Like I've seen videos of some of these uh, rioters and protesters going to like the white suburbs and uh, yelling at people saying, you know, you should give up your house and do this uh, and do that. And we're going to come fuck up your neighborhood now. 
have you actually spoken to any of those people that live in those homes? Maybe yeah. they agree with you. Maybe they agree that, you know, black people have been dealt a shitty hand uh, by this country and they're on your side and they would support doing something to change. But instead, you just almost like reverse racism. You're just going and painting any rich white person in an area as part of the problem instead of maybe talking to them. Maybe they are on your side. Yeah. Maybe so there's someone that can help shit you down. Yeah, but this is this is where this argument like what you just made, the argument that you made where you're like. There's a bunch of rich people who are probably for your, you know, cause. cause. But here's the thing. This is where you can slide the, well, these people don't give a fuck about black people. They they want Marxism. They don't give a fuck about black people. I've heard those this, rich right. People, oh, Black Lives those, Matter wants those Marxism? Those rich people might really give a fuck about black people, but the black people who are in the movement don't give a fuck because they have a marxist agenda i mean let's just look at the founders I've been saying of that. Matter. they've openly uh uh professed to be marxist they yeah, were trained, trained by people who were convicted in the court of the united nations to be terrorists okay these people yeah. aren't the most uh what would we call them credible thinkers in the western world okay yeah. they're not um uh you know they 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 constantly push this idea that a marxist communist society would eliminate uh hierarchy it would eliminate inequality but they for yeah, some the politicians reason, would be the hierarchy well they refuse to look at the examples of communist nations i think i said this on one of my podcasts let's just go through some communist nations right now russia did Russia uh, eliminate inequality in society? Not at all. They they perpetuated nope. it. China did China. Not even no, close. no. They've got Uyghur Muslims in a fucking internment camp right now, which nobody seems yeah. to give a fuck yep. about. Which we can yep. get back to. If Modern day I slavery. Slavery in twenty twenty. Yep. It's a fucking Holocaust, gentlemen. But yeah. Vietnam, no. Cuba, no. Venezuela, no. None of these communist regimes eliminated the thing that they purport to want to eliminate. So why do they think instating it in this country would work? It's odd because I'm starting to get the idea that they have never like read the Gulag Archipelago or Solzhenitsyn. Nitsin? Nitskin? I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I'm starting to think some of these people have read the first paragraph of the Communist Manifesto by Marx and that other douche, and that was it. That's all they yeah. needed to just go off on this weird tangent of, of you know, and part, look, let's be honest. S some of the people who are attending these protests just want to party. They just want to drink yes. a little fucking Grey Goose in their Seattle studio apartment, do a little coke off the dresser. Right. Everybody loves doing a little coke off the dresser and then they go out. They have their little pocket shooters. They take a little Jack Daniel honey, little crown royale apple, and then they throw a brick through a window and it's fun. It's oh, fun. Yeah. They've been yep. cooped up. They haven't been able to go to their fucking EDM raid, rave, rage, whatever the fuck they call it. I'm 24 and I don't know these terms. It's sad. That's I was going to rave at 24. Is. That's what part of it is. These people need something to do. Oh yeah, they, yeah, you're right. That's you know, virus exacerbated it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the media 
gets like their bread and butter because it's all these people that are opportunists, like we said earlier, that like, oh boy, I might get to fuck something up. I might get to break a window. I might get to steal something. I said this on a podcast a while ago. I mean, if we start rioting again, I'll just go down to Fifth Avenue and pick up some Rolexes, I guess, you know? Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, that's what happens. That's a, the mentality that a lot of people get. Like I said before, yeah. mob mentality. You know, when, you might get I, a few people who are angry and want to, you know, break something yeah. because they feel like their voice is unheard. But then it just snowballs. And then you get your yeah. criminal who don't give a flying fuck about anything. And then and they then just you go, you know. People. Yeah, that's why, you know, I am I was originally against using the National Guard in this situation. But I'm kind of for it now because you can't allow well, this. The, the police, the police are, I know. But the police are in this bind where they can't win and they're not. And as we've seen, they're not even capable. They're not great with handling these situations like like, you know, like shooting this guy in the back seven times. Uh, but the National Guard seem to actually do a pretty good job. And if you want to think about it, why is that? It's because they're fucking trained and they're trained a lot better probably than the police mm -hmm. are. You know, there's no bullshit. It, they come gangs, in, they, they know exactly how to civilians and putting people in unmarked vehicles. Don't you understand? Don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. All those people are alive and were let out and got their due process. And went straight back hey, to I mean, their fucking parents' house. And you know what? You know what a lot of people yeah. forget? What a lot of people forget is that Antifa had been declared a domestic terrorist organization. And were they? The, yeah. Who, who a a while ago, I'm pretty sure. By the FBI. Uh, this, might be a, this might be a bro fact. No, I'm pretty sure Trump signed an executive order stating that they were. Uh, well, a domestic terrorist that, group. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they were deemed like like the people who like the only thing that matters is the FBI deems them a terrorist group. Like right, if, if uh, Trump well, signs true. an executive order. It doesn't but, talk about, like who gives. But a if fuck? if these federal agents are arresting people and throwing them in unmarked cars, that doesn't mean that there was already an investigation going on into these people as well. Not the new people happening in in Wisconsin right now, but you know the shit going on in Portland and Seattle. It's been going on for a while. There could have been a level of investigations or there's people. Obviously, all these crimes are being committed. Someone is trying to solve these problems and, you know, deliver some form of justice. So when a federal agent rolls in like that, they could just be doing their federal. These people could have been breaking federal laws and be actual criminals that were being searched for. A lot of people don't catch on to that. You know, even yeah, even, yeah, even if you take it deep out of it. What happened? Especially in what Portland, you where you have yeah. where, where people were trying to burn down the courthouse in Portland. I mean, yeah. the agents are there to defend the federal property, which is the yeah. courthouse. If you take a rock and you throw it at one of these federal agents, they have now identified federal you crime. and are going to arrest you. You can't now say and there was a video of someone getting arrested and she was screaming and, and being outraged. I saw, you just I, I saw that. a few fucking seconds ago threw a flaming tire over the wall at these officers. Yeah committed a crime and they're now coming to arrest you. You can't you can't shoot somebody and say, Holy shit, how dare you arrest me for shooting someone? This she, isn't you look, know that woman in particular just needed a little clitoral stimulation. That's all she <laughs> needed. She wouldn't have done it if she would have had that. I hate to I, I hate to switch subjects, but I have to I have to ask you guys this. Just because I'm uh, very into this. Can you tell me what both of you gentlemen, both of you fine, refined intellectual gentlemen think about uh uh, what's been happening lately with Ghislaine Maxwell and the Epstein case? Oh, Lord. I, I know it's generic. It's it's bullshit at this point. I understand. I you know, look, you'd rather sit on a dick. I get it. But just tell me <laughs> what you think. 
Okay, Go ahead, Cap. I'll let you I've, take this one first. I've got some uh, bullshit that you might want to hear because I've been on. I've been oh, we want to hear it. A few articles. Yeah, let's hear it because I mean the last big spike with her was the fire at the the prison fire. that we that we spoke about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I sincerely hope she has some type of kill switch. So if she does get suicided, you know, all the information goes out. Mm. Would I be lying to hope that like? Potentially, we could, you know, crumble the pedophile ring inside of Hollywood elite, and it takes down a bunch of, you know, politicians with it. That would really make me happy. Do I see it happening? Eh, I don't know. Uh, something's gonna. The, the names on the line are too big. Yeah. Something's gonna fucking screw it all up, yeah. and it's all gonna go to hell. We but both one hundred percent agree. Like, so- believe in it. What happened? No, I was going to say we both 100% you know believe that there is this pedophile ring that yeah. implicates a lot of you know people in power and it's it's yeah. you know we basically believe that it's a conspiracy that's it's not you know it's not a fake conspiracy we believe that's well, a real it's not one a so go ahead finish your point it's a scandal yeah. it's a fucking yeah. scandal yes yeah. scandal is a, a good scandal. way to put it yeah yeah point cap i, I don't know i see something's going to get fucked up but I, I would love to see this unfold and people just go down in absolute flames i would love it my personal opinion on what's going to happen with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is that nothing's going to happen. And I made this point as soon as she got arrested that everyone is too aware, woke, you know, for lack of better terms, to this situation now. So for them to just kill her, everyone's expecting that. And if they do that, it's going to confirm that some weird shit is going on. So I feel like nothing's going to really happen to her. She'll probably you know be sent throwing something at her they'll sweep it under the rug no one's really paying attention to that right now anyway that'll be it well and you'll probably not hear much about it so the first thing like that caught my attention with this uh certainly you know obviously that epstein didn't commit suicide yeah yeah yeah. no everybody thinks that that he didn't everybody knows that he didn't but with this Ghislaine maxwell arrest you know she she was arrested in new hampshire we find out that the L.A. in and out picture was staged. They kept telling people that she was in Israel. They said she was in Brazil. They said she was in fucking all different places in Europe. Um, she gets arrested in New Hampshire at this estate with her alleged fucking husband or soon to be husband. So we still don't know who it is, right? No, we know who it Didn't is. They I not think- release his name. No, they release his name. I forget his name. I really I forget his name, but he's. Uh, his name's out there. You could probably Google it. You could probably cut me, just cut me off when you find it. Um, somebody yeah. look it up. But her um, charges don't match. Uh, what do you call it? The the shit that that she did right before her charges. The uh, imp imp or something. For what? Well, she was implicated on. No, fuck. The um, I think I know where you're going with this because I remember this in one of your podcasts. I listened yeah, to where uh, I, I, I what she was accused it. of isn't the same thing she's indicted on. Indicted. Okay, so what she was indicted on. Thank you, fucking Chris. You know what? Maybe Trump is the answer. In what she, she was indicted on is <laughs> Got not him. what she. What's his name? What's the name? Uh, Scott Borgenson. Scott Borgenson. Thank you, sir. B-O-R-G-E-R-E-R-S-O-N. I don't think anybody was wondering that, but thank you. What she was (laughs) indicted on is not what she was charged with. She was indicted on child molestation. 
transferring minors off of uh, across state lines, kidnapping, you know, recruiting, recruiting children to be fucked, whatever. What she was charged with was transporting minors across state lines from the years 93 to 97. Now, according to her indictment and Jeffrey Epstein's charges and indictments, we know that she wasn't just doing it uh, from 1993 to 1997. We know that she was doing it well into the 2000s and and probably before 1993. So why did they charge her? Because an indictment is different from a charge. Why did they charge her from 93 to 97? Do you, do you guys know? All those kids are now 18. No, I don't. <laughs> no. No. Why, you want a shot with them? No. <laughs> no. I'm done with broken <laughs> material. Prince Andrew. No more daddy issues for me. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Dershowitz, all of these big names happened after 97. Oh, now, tinfoil hat time. Obviously. Well, it's not even tinfoil hat. This is record. Yeah. These people did not associate with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein until around 1998. We know this for a fact. And we also know that she was involved with Epstein's operation well after 98. Why did Why was she charged? Only before 97. Okay, so we know that they're trying to uh, uh, isolate these big names that they would have had to deal with otherwise. They're protecting. Okay, Um, you know, she got arrested. There was no mugshot. None whatsoever. Have you seen a mugshot? You saw the mugshot with Epstein. Didn't see the mugshot with Jelaine Maxwell. Why? Well, she has ties to Mossad. Obviously, Robert Maxwell was an active agent uh, for the Mossad. He started a bunch of 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 uh media outlets in britain he started the jerusalem post he was the owner of new york daily news for a while and then he died mysteriously on his yacht yeah yeah no he committed suicide i'm sure but you have to understand that this goes much much deeper than like a fuck island thing Ghislaine maxwell's sister uh, uh created the software that the 9-11 commission used to uh investigate what happened with the put Jeez. options that were sold and the $3.2 trillion mm-hmm. that were missing from the Pentagon. Yeah. This is and, and the papers were in the room that the plane hit missing. Right. Um, no, the plane, right. maybe we outsourced all of the cyber investigation to Germany and they found a bunch yeah. of shit. We didn't want that evidence. Yeah. So I, look, I mean, a lot of the big story here is that Jeffrey Epstein has an Island that he flew children and politicians out to fuck each other. But a lot of the intricates are the very interesting parts of this story, right? The cyber technology, which uh, the Maxwells have been in for years. They have ties to the Mossad. They have deep ties to the CIA because the, the CIA and the Mossad have been working together uh, for since the founding because the Israeli mob had a lot to do with the founding of, of Israel's independence. You know, Mo Dalitz and these people who were involved with Operation Underworld and and rooting out Soviet spies, which I think uh, spies, which I think we talked about yesterday. A um, little bit, yeah. A bit. Oh, with the yeah. But the the big thing, you know, I could go all day with this. The big thing is the person who has the power with this case is Attorney General Bill Barr. And you know, I hate to shit on QAnon because I've had a, you know I had my Maria Seven Seven and I love her. She's great, but. 
She thinks that, you know, under Trump and Bill Barr, we're going to root out all these fucking pedophiles and yeah, yeah. But no, no, we're not. We're not because Attorney General Bill Barr has ties to this case. Let's look at Attorney General Bill Barr's history. Let's move back to his father, Donald Barr. Donald Barr was. uh, I remember uh, hearing you say this. Yep. He was an official in the Office of Strategic Services, which was basically the CIA before the CIA, CIA. existed. Right. Um, he hired Jeffrey Epstein in his first prominent role in uh, the Dalton School on the Upper West Side of New York. He helped him get his job at fucking, I forget which hedge fund it was, maybe Bear Stearns. I think it was Bear Stearns. And while he was there, he was involved in like multiple fucking uh, SEC cases that just went unresolved because you know, who knows? Um, and you have the current attorney general working very hard with a guy named Donald Gregg, who was, and this Donald Gregg guy was the, the, the shady motherfucker who was working close with a guy named Craig Spence. Craig Spence was, uh, uh, a pedophile who was like recruiting children into this Catholic boys school at DC and he would send boys over to the White House and, you know, allegedly, I'll say allegedly because, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's a lot of witness testimony that said that Donald Gregg allowed these children into the White House at very late hours of the night. Um, so you have. When was this? Uh, what year was the, this? During the yeah, first, first, first Bush administration. Um, Bush and dad. H.W. Um, you have during that time, during the HW administration, uh, Bill Barr at the CIA working very hard with Donald Gregg to block both the church and Pike commissions, which were congressional committees, uh, uh, hell bent on investigating the sexual blackmail operations of our intelligence community. And I'm not sure exactly if they were going to, uh, uh, push their investigation outward toward the Mossad. I don't think they were. I think they were just going to investigate the CIA's uh, what they called honeypotting investigations, but they blocked it hard and they were successful. And now, right, we have this man who was attorney general under George H.W. Bush comes back to attorney general right when Jeffrey Epstein gets caught. What a beautiful disaster. What a beautiful coincidence. So, you know, I think QAnon has nuggets of truth, but, you know, the trust in Bill Barr, uh, you know, a little the trust in Trump. Man. Durham's running the case. I brought this up. I brought this up. They asked Trump got straight up asked about Ghislaine Maxson. He says, you know, I wish her well. I wish her well. I wish her well. What? what? How do you wish well, somebody like that? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he I think he just kind of said that as like, a look, I don't have a line for this. Let's just throw it out there, because I don't think from what the research that I've done, I've done a, f- a decent amount. Again, I'm retarded, but I've done a decent amount of research to the point where I can at, at least say some things with confidence. It seems like Trump isn't involved with Epstein in the same way that like Clinton was. Trump That's is involved true. in Epstein in yeah. fucking over like people who built properties for him and these weird shady ass real yeah. estate 
dealings and Trump and- was a uh, Trump was a key witness in 05 in something Epstein was wrapped up in. Their relationship was much different than everybody makes it out to be. Their, Trump's relationship he did have a relationship with Epstein. I'm not denying it, but I don't think it was anything of the same relationship that Bill Clinton had with Epstein. Well, they just had that picture that came out. Yeah, of, we uh, talked about it on the last podcast. Getting, you know, getting a little, yeah. getting a little neck. Grabbing something you to drink. The only problem, though, she was 22 in that picture. So, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, hey, nothing wrong with a little neck rub. You know, everybody needs a little yeah. neck rub here and there. But the the problem is mainly the trust that the QAnon theory has put in Trump. And what they don't realize is Trump doesn't even have anywhere near the fucking power. To bring this fucking yeah no Trump is Trump's just the guy in the chair right now no Trump's not the leader QAnon at all well it's not even that it's just the fact that Ken Trump Trump's doing bear crawls through Central Park and hitting pedophiles in the face no he doesn't have the power nobody and this is the sad part unfortunately nobody has the power to bring down global intelligence communities that have been using blackmail operations and unfortunately uh, rape blackmail operations for decades now. And, you know, people think that we're catching on to this with the Ghislaine Maxwell and fucking, or sorry, Ghislaine. I wouldn't want to pronounce her this. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. This is kind of, they're kind of done with this now. It seems like most of the blackmail that... The intelligence communities like the Mossad and MI6, or was it MI5, I think? MI5 and the CIA and... Yeah, wherever James Bond works. Yeah. Yeah, the MI6. Yeah. Who was... Uh, who was uh, were, were one of you two riled up about a black James Bond? No. Uh, no, I, didn't I had a problem with it. Yeah. Like, no, 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 James I had no problem Bond with it as long as he's English. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. James Bond is just the the call sign, just the, the, the as number. As long as his family had lineage to slave owners from Britain, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, no, go ahead. Go on ahead, top Chris, of that, sorry. yeah. Or yeah, I don't give a fuck. Somebody, somebody talk other than me. I've been talking. For I was gonna time. say, I have. I, I mean, with James, if you want to get into James Bond, go a little bit off topic. I had no problem with it being, say, Idris Elba or or, or something like that. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, James Bond's not a real person, right? So you could kind of make him whatever you want him to be. There's no yeah, nothing that's set different in stone, right? Uh, that, right. That's yeah. a good point too. That's a good point too. It's a call sign more than it is like an actual legitimate yeah. guy. On top of that, it's a fucking fictional yeah. character. It, it is what you want it to be. If you want the yeah. next iteration to be a black guy, so what? It's imaginary. You make it yeah. whatever you want to be. Who cares? I have, I have a problem where if they take someone like Superman, who has always been a white guy, I, you know, and they're just going to make him black for the sake of being black, that drives me nuts. Well, I would. Listen, like keep Hold Superman up. the way he was, but why can't we just make a new superhero that you know? Let's have something sure. new. Why I, you gotta rewash but, something? But also, like the, the 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 narrative doesn't change. Like nothing in the story changes if you just no. make Superman black. Yeah, you know, like so it'd be one thing if you change the whole thing. Like he's no longer now he now he's you know, shoving kryptonite down his throat because he just wants to see how far he can put it down there because he might be a little gay. I get that. But, you know, that's a new narrative. That's a new side of Superman we haven't seen. Yeah, before. I could get that, too. But but not you know, the gayness, but, the you know, the new narrative. Oh, you better get with the gayness because that's coming. next. <laughs> that's coming next. Believe me, 
there will be a trans superhero. There will be a gay superhero. I think they already have that in the works. I think they already got that in the works at Marvel for the next movie. You're probably right. Oh, the, uh, what's the one with Jon Snow? The, what happened? Oh, the Eternals? Isn't Captain Marvel Yeah, the Marvel Eternals gay? is supposed to be like the most woke crew they ever had. And yeah, Captain oh, Marvel. No. Uh, no, I don't know if Captain Marvel... I don't know if I think the, the movie I think she might be. There, but... In the movie, she was... Uh, in the movie, she was like uh, with that pilot. Uh, yeah. And they were like really kind of flirty. It was like weird. I think they were yeah. trying to maybe... Uh, it was a woman pilot? There that she... Yes, it was a woman pilot that she like went to go visit with her little daughter. And uh, it was just a little bit How'd out of place. I feel like there maybe. Did she adopt? <laughs> well, she. Hey, it doesn't mean uh, you're not Captain gay. Marvel disappeared for years. She went straight afterwards. It was just bad. Day. I think that, I just thought well, they were trying really to drop a couple hints. Yeah. Uh, look. No, I, I think uh, the Eternals is all set up to have like all the like the first of the first of all these different heroes. First, you know, Asian. First, gay. First, trans. First, whatever. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Make the movie good and I'll watch it. Well, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about the woke bullshit because we're probably like, we could talk about superheroes bullshit, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> the, about the woke thing. Look, this is the only political transition I have. If you keep fucking pressing it, What's going to happen is eventually, not only will it fold on probably the same proposition that you have, right? A woman superhero, and then somebody will say, well, a woman doesn't have to be a superhero. She can be herself. And then you're like, ah, fuck. But not only will it's a self-eating snake, but you're driving people away. And this is probably the epitome of the problem that the Democrats have when it comes to campaigning. Yeah. They have no idea how to relate to the common folk. They don't understand that the overwhelming majority of people don't want the woke bullshit. They don't want Kamala Harris saying, we're gonna fucking, trans people are gonna, you're gonna have to fuck a trans person. They don't want that. They don't want that. And the fact that they chose her to deliver this message when it's so easily picked apart, I picked apart. And by the way, I'm sorry I had to make this transition. I told you guys I wanted to talk about how retarded the DNC Go platform was. Hey. Go for it, man. Lay, lay into him. It's uh, not like we've never gone off the tracks before. This is ah, uh, liberals, leftists are picking Kamala Harris apart because they know, oh shit, she's not, she's not the progressive person that we want. She's had somewhat conservative policies, certainly uh, through her run as district attorney, uh, district attorney, maybe not attorney general quite as much, but DA. And then the Republicans go, oh, look at what she's running on. And so you have two sides that are just marauding her. And then you have Joe Biden standing there like a mannequin and hoping that nobody calls him out on having his son, uh, uh, being a, a part owner of a company that has a joint investment with the Bank of China, and you're like Jesus, all he hopes he doesn't give a fuck about Hunter Biden needs to go down. Well, did you? I, I saw a bunch of fucking photos on Instagram about, uh, you know, that's not him, that's not Hunter Biden because they, oh yeah, they got all the doppelgangers now. Yeah, yeah, I think it's him. I think he just shaved and did his hair different. But I mean, Hunter Biden is a problem. And mm-hmm. the fact, you know, you have 
a, a, a presidential candidate whose son has a joint venture with the Bank of China, and 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 a and, cocaine problem. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. I hope that my <laughs> next president does coke. But he also has <laughs> financial interests in the Ukraine, and both of these countries are insanely corrupt, and they're not. They don't lend themselves to being beneficial toward uh, foreign policy for Americans. It's a problem. Okay. So uh, we don't even need to talk about that. Kamala Harris. I want the Bernie supporter. Look, I like Bernie better than fucking Biden, or I would rather have Bernie. I like Bernie better than Biden. Yeah. Because at least, look, some of his shit is pretty fucking spot on. I don't, you know, some of it's a little wild, but what do you think about the the decision to bring in another establishment demagogue who is trying to mimic Hillary Clinton? How do you think it's going to pair up to Trump? Because just to be clear, right now it's it's fairly close according to polls. I wouldn't oh, believe those man. polls that's, at all. That's such a yeah. difficult question to predict well, what's going to happen. I, I think I, agree. I think you I kind were... of don't. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say I, I kind of agree. I, I don't really, uh, I don't really believe the polls because who the fuck are they asking these poll yeah. questions to? I've never heard anyone I know um, ask it. And who are, and we're supposed to be trusting who? CNN, Fox yeah. News, MSNBC. They're they're not trustworthy whatsoever. So what do I yeah. think is going to happen? Hard to say, honestly. Um, but I don't think I, it's going to be a slam dunk the way that they're making it out to seem like for Biden. Yeah, I I agree with you that the that the left doesn't know how to pander to their own base anymore. Um, because you got to think Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris was polling at two percent. What does that tell you? Um, the Democratic Party didn't want her. Only two percent of the party wanted yeah. her when she had the opportunity of becoming the front runner. You know. So for her to, you know, clearly, if you're an establishment person, I'm already against you. I really don't think Trump's an establishment person. I really don't think Bernie Sanders is an establishment person. I think Bernie Sanders has tried to get his feet wet, and it just, he's not that type of guy. But uh, I think that what you said, they are going to push so many people so far away that that's might, that might be where Trump gets his victory. Because I, I know there's plenty of Democrats who are now moderate because they just hate both sides of the, the playing field. And, I mean, Trump's an idiot. Trump, you know, he's crazy. And when he speaks, there's when he starts going off on his rants, that's where I see, again, like, fuck, we elected a reality TV star. But at, at least I go to bed knowing he's not an establishment chill that's getting paid off by somebody out there in the world to run their own agenda. I mean, he's, I mean, he's getting paid off by some people. Probably. Know? I mean, he's, that, he's not, I mean, he's not clean. This is what no. I don't, this is what drives me insane. Bat shit crazy about the Democrats. They were like, he did Russian, Russian collusion during the fucking election. No, no, no. Shut your mouth for a second and listen. Okay. Why wouldn't you attack him on his ties to Semyon Mogilevich? This is a Russian oligarch who he spent a lot of time with. What about Felix Sater and Bayrock Financial? Bayrock Financial was a pump and dump stock scheme, a Russian pump and dump stock scheme, and and he they were doing business out of fucking Trump Tower. You know why? Because they were in on all that shit. They got paid from the same shit he got paid from. Yeah, 
You, oh, now my argument's ruined. Fuck I'd be surprised. <laughs> Think of it. Can I? Can Listen, I? Can I take a moment said... to? Uh... God. I was gonna say, can I? Can I take a moment to shit on uh, the uh, the convention, the Democratic yeah, yeah. Uh, convention? And go ahead. And uh, you were you were mentioning before how they, if it if it hit him in the fucking face, they wouldn't know how to sell themselves they... to us. Yeah. Um, no. You know, they have they have Cardi B and they have like celebrities constantly uh, parroting their, their viewpoints. They don't realize by now that we don't want to hear from these fucking people anymore. And then they have the audacity to everyone was uh, shitting on the RNC, which is which is happening, you know, this these next couple of days because they're having on Isn't it happening now. The kid, as we're recording. Yeah, it, uh, might tonight, be, yeah. it might be happening now. Because they're having on there giving a speaking slot to the kid from the Covington uh, school, the Catholic Nick school. Sandman. You remember? God. Yeah, Nick Sandman. And then uh, the Ken and Karen. Half a yeah. billion dollars. But my point, my point with that is they're the shitting on them for that. Wants. I will <laughs> fucking sell out. Listen, anybody out there who's listening to this who wants to give me a little bit of money, I'll do whatever you want. I don't care. I have stand for nothing. I stand for nothing. You're a great politician. <laughs> yeah. Could make a great one, yeah. My point was going to be though that they want to shit on the RNC for having Sandman and then Ken and Karen, the the St. Louis couple, uh, on to speak. Those are just normal people, right? Yeah. What's so bad about giving normal, average people a chance to speak at a political convention? Instead, no, I have to listen to Cardi B and whoever else the Democrats want me to tell me how to live or to tell me. To uh, stay in my yeah. home. I was laughing before, man. Are you guys familiar with Tim Dillon, the comedian? I love him. He's great. He, I kind of uh, know who he is, but I haven't really he, seen much of him. You got to watch. Him. He was He's fucking the best. He was poking fun at uh, Chelsea Handler, who uh, basically filmed an entire uh, Netflix special that's coming out now. And he's like, this is what people don't. Tim Dillon, a comedian, was like, this is people don't want to hear from this anymore. Chelsea Handler was being so critical of uh, lockdowns and stay in your home and do this telling everybody how to live but yet you could go you know it's okay for you you could go and uh yeah. film your netflix special and uh that's totally fine everybody else so stay home and don't do anything people are yeah, tired that's real white privilege. tired of that tired of that privilege or let's fucking mention privilege let's talk about uh mayor lightfoot in uh chicago oh yes fucking uncle fester's oh, wife little goldfish looking <laughs> yeah. bitch and how she made it illegal to protest on her own block, citing the fact that she has to a right to defend her own home. What about the rest of Chicago and their own homes? Yeah. They don't have a right to protect their home. Who has Down syndrome? Okay, so I hope you right foot. Yeah, yeah. fair I game. Will. She ran okay. for office. She's fair game. Don't care. Yeah. I hate I what just. Guys, yeah, sorry, sorry. I was gonna make a joke and you butchered it. Congratulations. Sorry, no, so I, uh, I, really, I really wasn't. I had thing. nothing to say. I had nothing to say, and so I just, I just pawned it off. I pawned the blame on you, and this is what <laughs> I do. I, whenever I do something wrong, you push the blame. I am a politician. Jesus Christ! Why have I not ran? You are. Phil Murphy. Maybe, maybe you're the answer. Maybe we should run you against Honestly, uh, yeah. Trump and Biden. I mean, you, you guys. You're a good talker, so you, you do well at it. Yeah, I just talk shit. I talk shit, and none of it makes any sense, yeah. but I just keep talking through it. And if somebody says, hey, that doesn't make any sense, I say, hey, 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 fuck off. You don't know what you're talking it'd about. Be, it'd be pretty interesting to watch you call your opponent like a fucking pussy to his face on stage. But you know, just yeah. stop being a fucking hog. pussy. Or Let fucking, me talk fucking pig. Yeah. yeah. Pig, hog, sow, cow, anything. Look, you probably, yeah. you guys probably know a little bit about Phil Murphy at the very least. right? This is a man who made his wealth 
short selling. And, uh, you know, he was a, uh, uh, an advisor at, was it Goldman Sachs? I think it was. And he short sold and he told none of his clients who he was supposed to be advising, by the way. He said, don't sell. And then he sold. And then he made a bunch of money that way. And then he got out of the game. And now he's running for fucking, or not running. He's governor. And he's, I remember he ran. He actually spoke at my college graduation. And it was nice guy. Use it. Yeah, no, fuck him. And he, I met him. I met Cory Booker too. Cory Booker's a, I mean, he's another level of fuckery. I mean, if you want to Can you see like, like the lizard scales from underneath his skin? Literally, he walked up to me and he's like, like his eyes were, I swear to God, I think he might be on amphetamines. I swear to God, I, he might be Adrenochrome. on amphetamines. Yeah, you know, hey, maybe he's sucking, you know, the adrenochrome out of little girl pussy. I don't know. Don't put that Jesus. on. Cut it out. I'm sorry. This is uh, Jesus. This is uh, this is what happens when you let me. Oh, go it's all going on there. there. But uh, he like he, I looked at him and his pupils were fucking like this, and I was like, you know, I was oh, picked, was I wasn't awesome graduating, shit. but they picked like the two highest graduating people, and I got to go meet him, and he signed my fucking book or whatever, and like he's oh, like, boy, Do you have it's a worthless pen? now. He's like, do you have a pen? And I was like, I, I do. I do have a pen. It's, a, it's right here. He's like, I'm going to sign this. And I'm like, I, I, okay. And like the normal human interactions with these people, it seems like it, it have gone out the oh, window. Yeah. And it's like at this point, like when you meet these people, they're so rigid and robotic and their moves are so calculated and algorithmic that it's almost like. You know, when somebody, I, I don't believe in the reptilian theory, but if someone came up to me and said, Cory Booker's a reptile, I might just go, yeah, I get why you think that, you know, because it's they so got to be. There's no other. So I mean, ridiculous. look at Nancy Pelosi. Got to be a mutant. Well, look, she's just ugly. She's just ugly. <laughs> she's just ugly in past child rearing years. That's all. Yeah, way <laughs> past. She's fucking, she's, look, so, she uh, has, so we got any, anything else? Any other topics, boys? No, I don't. I don't. I'm going to I'm going to only get like I'm only going to get more offensive. So you should probably You want to do you want to do one of your 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 list closings? Did you come up with a list for today? Oh, no, I don't have a fucking list. You know what's fun? I'm, I'm I knew not... I should have hit you up earlier. Yeah. When I was listening to your stuff. I was like, "Man, I hope he really has a list today." No. I didn't I even think of telling you. I I I have a list on every episode. I actually, you know what's crazy? I usually a lot of times I have to do one on uh Thursday of this week. But usually I don't come up with the list like until the day of. Yeah. So procrastination you probably could have hit me up. If you want a list, here's the list of the most offensive words I can say that they'll get this show canceled. Lord, here we go. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, I have nothing else to say. All right. Well, All right. what about you? Throw out there any more of the research um, you did? What do you got? Did you? No, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I thought you would be inter- I thought both of you would be interested about the ancestry.com thing. Oh, oh I thought yeah, glad I, I never I read did that. that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I read I, a long time ago that uh some government agency bought it and right then and there I was like, that's weird. They want to know our DNA and our ancestry. Now it kind is, of makes sense. Is that sense what that meant? Reparations. That they're trying to Yeah, is that yeah. what that meant that they're gonna try and tie you into slavery so that in the future they can then punish you or your lineage well, pun- for it or something? That- I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'll probably hopefully uh, my family came from a farm in Italy. I have no no worries. Yeah, I'm same. I am pretty sure my ancestors owned like whoever owned the most slaves. I'm probably related to them. 
Damn. Like, where, well, you better start making some good podcast paychecks because you're going to have to pay up. Yeah, you better start rioting with Antifa I just, to make up I for it. I just won't. I'll just be poor and they'll be like, "You, your grandfather owned the most slaves. And I'll be like, eh, you know, it didn't pay off. <laughs> Hasn't helped in me one bit. Run, it, yeah. Are you are you offering me slaves? Like, what's the like, where's the trade off here? We don't I have any you, to look, sell. Look, we're not with the Epstein okay. uh, club. There's adrenochrome pussy and slaves from here, folks. Like, let's just we should probably do plugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up here, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll let the cabin wrap it up. But thank you for coming on with us, Joe. One thing definitely. I wanted to thank say is, uh, no, it's great. Yeah. It's been fun, man. One thing I definitely admire listening to your podcast is that you're a one man show, and boy, you could just fucking talk, and there's no dead air. It's it's uh, it's impressive. Actually, that's, that's that's not a good quality. It's actually not a good quality to be able to talk. For I enjoy hour. it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty- uh, you definitely yeah. You get some uh, you get some interesting theories, and you like the intricates and stuff. That's what that's what uh made me you know when I was like, should we have him on? And I listened to you, and I was like, he goes deep into stuff, and. It's not all stuff I want to hear either, and I'm fine with that because, I mean, just the way this show has turned out, I mean, it gets so right-wing so quickly because, like we were saying, the fucking Democrats don't even know how to, you know, talk to their own base. So, yeah. you know, we want to keep it even and stuff. So, that you know, you, you, you definitely on some of the podcasts I listen to, you really find some pretty good, interesting, like, little tidbits and facts. And then, well, you know, talking about guys, spiking puppies and throwing babies is yeah, always interesting. Yeah. Well, th- I mean, seriously, thank you, thank you for having me on. I enjoy your podcast just as much as you enjoy mine. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be doing guests more and more. I definitely want you guys to be on mine. Um, and hey, that's fine. With mine, we probably can get a little bit more. You know, we probably won't be quite as civil and political and intellectual. That's fine. And and present uh, uh, transcendent ideological maxims. As we have done tonight, yeah. But yeah. Um, you've only spoken to us three times. You have no idea what. Yeah. <laughs> you only got the yeah. tip of the iceberg. We'll break yeah. out the whiskey and the and the, uh, the yeah. marijuana, maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll, go we'll have down. fun. We'll have fun. But definitely, you guys should come on mine. Um. But I, 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 like I said, it's a, it's a mutual respect. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Tell everybody well, uh, about what your show yeah. is, where to find it, and everything. Yeah. Plug yourself. Go for it. Yeah. So, uh, the title is Unfit Statesman. If you have the time and if you choose to do so, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Anchor. Those are the... And I'm, look, folks, I'm working to, towards Google Podcasts. I got, like, fucking locked out of it for some reason. I'm working on it, okay? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people who are listening to this who are my the fans. fans. Doom and, Nation. And, You're talking to Doom Nation right now. Look, Doom fucking Nation. Listen to me. <laughs> You're such a refined folk, and I'm sure you'll get this. Sometimes you try to do something on the internet, and you can't, and then you just get violent, and you yell at your girlfriend, and you throw the computer, and you realize afterward that that wasn't necessarily the best uh, step to take. And that's where I'm at right now with Google Podcasts. They're not letting me fucking post it. I don't know why. But I'll get it on there, and so uh, until then, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and Anchor. Unfit state. Very good. Very good. Very good. All Go right. For it, Cap. So, Skaggs, it's been a great show. Zach, thank you for coming on. Everybody listen to uh, the Unfit oh, Statesman. By the way, do you, do you guys want to do social media? Unfit Statesman, 
everywhere except parlor i just got a parlor so i could say expletives and not get banned don't even Huntington know what parlor is. i don't even know what that is it's a very you you chris you'd love it uh scared right. not so much um yeah it's kind of it's kind of right wing uh unfit statesman podcast on parlor but everything else uh instagram and twitter at unfit statesman there we go Thank you again for coming on, Zach. Doom Nation, thank you for listening. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe us as always. You can find us on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the new Amazon podcast for social media. On on Instagram, you can find us at 2DoomMen underscore podcast. Then on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it's at 2DoomsMen. So Doom Nation, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our boy Zach on uh, Unfit Statesman. And adios. It's been another week in 2020, boys. We're, uh, we're going to be on vacation uh, this upcoming weekend. We're going away, so we're not going to get another episode in for at least a week or so, but we'll be back. Don't Hopefully the end of next that's, week or that's early the, following. That's the message. Just don't kill yourselves until yep. next week, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll still be doomed then. Don't right. worry, people. Yep. All right. Good night. Uh, done recording? Yeah, the video stopped. I'm just gonna stop. Fucking A was so difficult watching you and not watching your lips move and then your voice coming in. (laughs) I just felt like we were talking over each other the whole time.